Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. So, welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by two HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying everything you're thinking, but say it out loud. I'm Warren. And Feathers is back. Yes, Feathers is back. So I don't know where I've been, but I've been somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the pokey. We weren't going to say anything. (laughs) No, no, that's, that's, that's a joke, but anyhow. Or maybe it's not. <laughs> we'll talk about my we'll talk about my EEOC case later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Watch watch your news feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> follow me on Twitter. <laughs> so speaking of which, you can follow us on uh social media. I'm not on Twitter anymore. There's a JDHR account, but I'm not there. But you can follow us on Instagram. That's where I'm at most of the time. And maybe we'll expand our other uh social media things. But Instagram's where I'm at. Want to thank Hallie, the original Jaded HR rock star, and Bill, our second contributor to our Patreon account. I have not been on Patreon, so if you've added on to Patreon recently, thank you, but I haven't checked it in a little bit. So thank you to our Patreon supporters. You keep us going and make it make it a little easier pill to swallow when software subscription charges come in, like the software recording that came in last night that we're recording on today. So that definitely helps. So also, please re- leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. We've got, it's amazing, Feathers. We've got the number one podcast player in the world is Apple, and it, it makes sense, but we only have like 20 some odd reviews. But on Spotify, which is like three or four, depending on which you which chart you look at, we've got, now you can't write a review, but we've got like, I think 40 or so five-star review, five-star ratings on Spotify. So thank you all you Spotify folks. And if you happen to be a, that's all me. That's all you. (laughs) If you happen to be a Google play podcast listener, that is going away. Uh, You can, they say you can continue on YouTube music. We'll see about that, but there's all sorts of other opportunities for you to listen to us. I know that Google plays like number five on the list of, podcast players that people use to listen to us so i use pocket cast i love it but don't get any money from them yet so so anyways i've got three stories today and you know what time it is it's that most wonderful time of the year when we do our christmas song and before we get to the christmas song i'm gonna say i was going a completely different direction for months and months and then this just popped in my head and in and I finished it like in two days after this one popped in my head. So I, I like it a lot better. But anyways, 
uh, I wanted to talk about the hardest things about being in HR, since we are a jaded show. And so many of the shows lately haven't been too jaded at all. They're like, you know, uh, I, I don't We're know. We're off message. We've got to get back on message. <laughs> get back on message. <laughs> we exactly. Hate, we fucking hate people. <laughs> Do your job. Don't be an asshole. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> all the above. Well, yeah. I... I had a talk with an HR friend of mine and they, they were not a happy camper because they just had to process a batch of bonuses for a department in their company that botches things up all the time. They're famous for passing the buck and then apparently blaming HR when things don't go well, but the HR team had to process these bonuses and HR hasn't received a bonus in quite some time. This person told me they think that the new manager of that department is using the bonuses to buy the team into liking them. And this person has been at their job for over 10 years and is now thinking of making a move away just because of this. And when talking to them, their voice was literally shaking, literally shaking. They were so angry. You know how people's voice gets when they're, they're just a, on the cusp of losing it. That that's, that's how pissed off they were. And it was, and you know, I haven't had that exact experience in my life, but I can definitely know where they're coming from with that. But, you know, that's one of the things about being in HR, we get exposure to a lot of sensitive information, salaries, bonuses, things along those lines. And through the course of my career, I've worked at places like CPA firms, law firms, engineering firms, things like that. And I see these people's salaries and, you know, do I get jealous? No, not really, because I'm not an engineer, CPA or lawyer. And I had the opportunity to go to school and learn one of those skills and become higher paid. So, I, I do look at that information as data. I try not to get pulled into the, I don't know, the, oh, that person doesn't do shit. Why do they, you know, this this entry-level engineer is making, you know, buku dollars, and here I am with 25 years of my experience. Because, honestly, HR has a different value in the mind place than people who produce. And until you get to one of those big, big companies that has thousands of employees in a CHRO that's making big, big, big bucks. It's, it's, HR is not where you go to get paid, <laughs> but, but, you know, that, that's one thing that I, I've just been able to deal very well with in my career, but my company, we're currently in our review season. The fourth quarter is review time for everybody. And this happened to me at a prior company once upon a time. And as HR, one of the, our jobs were to the HR generalist or business partner, whatever you want to say for that group, would read all the reviews for their group just to make sure there's nothing, you know, red, no red flags or anything stupid written on a review or anything like that. Once upon a time, I read a review of an employee. And if I were to say this employee was inferior, that would be extremely generous. They, they, they took up space very well. That's what I could compliment <laughs> them on. You took up space very well you know, over the past quarter of the year. 
<laughs> we do not have to correct you for wearing deodorant or not wearing deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're putting a good spin on this shit sandwich here. But, uh, <laughs> but this person, they effed up so many different things. We had to correct their problems. And what everything they did seems to make everybody's job more difficult. I really don't know what value they ever brought to the company. And they were, this person was one of those people that would CC the whole world, including, and I, I know this firsthand because I was both the recipient of being CC'd and I was a subject of it. But if something goes wrong, they CC the entire world on it, including HR. And, you know, like I said, I've been the reported mistake maker and I've been the CC person with it. And like I said, if they just disappeared off the face of the earth, I, d- I wouldn't have known what change to expect. But anyways, going getting sidetracked there. I read their review. They're, they were in my one of my divisions I had to read the review for. And all four, when it's review time, it's, that's the time to pat yourself on the back as long as you're in the realm of reality with that. And that's it, a good time for that. This was a fairy tale that Walt Disney couldn't have come up with. And I, some of the things in the review, I could actually pull up facts and say, no, you're wrong, false, false, false. But to make it worse, they had the nerve in their review to say they deserved a huge raise. I forget what percentage they were asking for, but it was a huge percentage. I was like, yeah, right, because of all the extra work they do and all the things they do. I'm like, no, I don't know what that is. And their manager who I, to this day, I still think very, very highly of, said, went along with the whole thing. She, the manager, she just drank the Kool-Aid in mass. And like I said, that was a, a, a manager had a reputation for being a no-nonsense manager, a good manager. And that would just, that just made me sick to, to see someone like that. And it's like, that's when that's the only time I think having access to sensitive quote unquote HR information has really ticked me off to a certain degree. And why should it tick me off? I don't know. The the person was useless and it what's it matter if they get more money or bigger raise? I think they shouldn't have really had a job. But anyway, have you had any experiences where you've the the sensitive HR information you're entrusted to sort of burns your biscuits? <laughs> Uh, simple answer is yes. <laughs> uh, I, that's uh, the only time I can think of. It's uh, I always find it fascinating when you have access to that kind of information when it's like budget season or <laughs> like what you're talking about, like promotions or merit increases or equity and you be across the board. And while, yes, we can encourage uh, holistically, from my experience, and not decision makers, we can influence, but we we don't have the final say. Right. Um, so yeah, sometimes really pisses me off. <laughs> but <laughs> but to your point like earlier, I mean, clearly we chose this profession because it's, um, <laughs> but we chose this profession because um, we hate people. <laughs> I'm um, a people person. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so no, I mean, I, I mean, you, you said it very well. I mean, we, I try to understand those data points as well, but it's really tough when you see things you just shake your head. Like I can't understand why this person is either making X or getting X or being promoted to Y. Yeah. It, it can be a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And 
maybe there's more to the story I don't know, but the story that I do know or have known in the past and things like that just said, no, no, everything's wrong with this situation. Well, speaking of everything is wrong with the situation, this came from the source I found it on was Dextro, D-E-X-T-E-R-O.com, a story on November 24th by Michael Gwilliam. So there was a TikToker, and I, I don't know, I doubt you've seen the video, but he works worked past tense at Home Depot. And oh, I'm not going to use his handles, but probably everybody's seen this all right. But he made a clip about his customers wanting to beg, begging him to buy this Grand Duchess Christmas tree display. And if you haven't seen the Grand Duchess Christmas tree display, it, it's a beautiful tree. And it, it went viral on TikTok and you can't find it anywhere now. And this guy did a video wearing what appears to be his Home Depot smock and while possibly being in, in Home Depot, he didn't talk. It was just words going across his smug face about it. But the text read, the next person that calls asking for the Grand Duchess Christmas tree is going to get a crowbar to their kneecaps. <laughs> and so guess what? That did not set too well with the Home Depot management. Uh, so he was, get this, he was fired. And then he did, his next video was a video of him Doing, he called it the walk of shame, and he was showing his termination paperwork as he's being led out the front door. But he, that video, he said he was going to continue making videos spiting the store and that customers don't need to buy everything a white girl on TikTok told you to buy. So, you know, and his name is his real name is on here, so everybody knows who he is. So it's not like he's going to go to Lowe's across the street and. Fuck you. We're not hiring you. You're going to do the same Mm -hmm. thing here. And what the hell are you doing visibly making TikTok videos while you're at work? I mean, there's no no two ways about that. But inciting violence or threatening to hurt your customers is is not a good way to keep your employment. And but he got a lot of people like encouraging, which it's social media. You go, hey, I'm going to. Uh, you know, stick my tongue in a toaster. Want to watch? And everybody's going, yeah, yeah, go for it. You know, whatever stupid thing people are doing. And but yeah, I'm a uh, firm, uh, I'm a firm believer in Darwinism. Let them do it. Uh, let them do it. But yeah, I, I wonder what's going to happen to this guy. Where he's going to be next? So he's not. I, I don't. I hope people are doing social media checks at least properly do them. You don't want your managers doing a social media check on their potential employees as that's very bad, but having a HR person or someone, a recruiter doing a social media check on these people. And this guy's made himself virtually unhirable, I think with his, his actions, but we shall see. But some people are more forgiving than I am as well. So the last story of the day, uh, I found it today. David Miklas, who was a guest on the show once upon a time, put this on LinkedIn, and I followed the link. It, it was actually published in May, May 15th, and it was from Resume Builder. Resume Builder. Resume Builder finds that three and four managers find it difficult to work with Gen Z. So we are, this segment, once again, is 
let's shit on Gen Z because that's <laughs> what this whole article is about. It. So Resume Builder surveyed 1,344 managers and business leaders and found 74% believe that Gen Z is more difficult to work with than other generations. 49% say it's difficult to work with Gen Z all or most of the time. The top reasons they feel that Gen Z is difficult to work with is they lack the technological skills, effort, and motivation. 65% say they more commonly need to fire Gen Zers than uh, employees of other generations. 12% have fired a Gen Zer in less than one week of their start date. And one of the top reasons for firing Gen Zer, because they're too easily offended. You don't have that safe space for them. Adam Garfield, who is the marketing director at Haribo, which I love their gummy bears, compared to other generations, he says, I find Gen Z to be highly innovative and adaptable. They're not afraid to challenge the status quo and bring new ideas to the table. They also value authenticity, transparency, transparency and expect companies to be socially responsible and ethical. However, one area where Gen, I believe Gen Z could improve in the workplace is their communication skills. While they're proficient with using digital communication tools, they may lack some of the interpersonal skills required for face-to-face -face interactions. Gen Zers could benefit from developing their communication skills to build stronger relationships with colleagues and clients. Let's see, more, more stats from the, the, their survey. 34% say they prefer to work with millennials. 30% prefer to work with Gen X, which that surprised me as I'm thinking most of the people in the management world right now are either your older millennials or Xers, but, mm -hmm. but the poor boomers, only 4% would prefer <laughs> to work with boomers, and those are probably boomers themselves. For millennials, managers think that millennials are the most productive and uh, have the best technological skills, which overall I can't disagree with. And then right behind them were Gen Xers. They feel they are the most honest, 46%, and most productive, 42% felt they were most productive. And yeah, Gen Xers were honest. We're going to tell you, fuck down. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't have those filters or safe spaces. But my whole point in this, this article is, you know, Gen Z, they, and you know what, before I get too far, I think it's people like maybe not me specifically, but the Xers who are the parents of these Zs that are causing problems. They all got their participation awards and they all got sold. You know, you, you struck out because the umpire was bad. No, you struck out because you suck at baseball. They were never told, hey, maybe baseball isn't the right sport for you. Have you ever tried, thought of chess or <laughs> something like that? Nobody would tell them no and set boundaries for them. So they had these, they've never been given realistic expectations. And now they're, and on, add to that COVID where they were doing their assignments and turning things in online and didn't have to interact with people and didn't really develop those social skills at those key years. You know, you think you're, you're in high school, early college, and you're not having the interaction with other people your age. I, you know, I don't want to truly give them a scapegoat saying it's COVID, but COVID's going to play a part in, in it, the pandemic and being isolated during those, those key years. And like I said, they're now entering the job market and it's just crazy. You know, when you do someone's I-9, I still do all of our employees' I-9s. And seeing these people with their birth years in there, I'm like, 
oh my God, <laughs> I was married and had kids before you, uh, my kids are older than yeah. you. It, it's, it's really, really crazy. So yeah, that, that concludes this episode of shitting on Gen Z. <laughs> Unless you got some bad to it. Uh, <laughs> no, I just have to probably agree with the most things I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. And and it's sad because you would think like the like next generation. <laughs> I I as an exer can agree that millennials, they're pretty damn good at virtually everything. They 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 do work hard overall. You know, it's paying with this broad brush that they they work hard overall. They know their technology. They they have the interpersonal skills. I think they're they're you know not too far off of exers. But then you go to the Z, it was like, what the fuck happened? So, anyways. So, at long last, we are prepared. Get yourselves prepared for the 2023 Christmas song by Jaded HR. And if, you, if you're new to the show and you haven't listened, look around November, December each year in the back episodes of, of episodes. We either have a song or a story. I, I did, I, I did, it was the night before Christmas once upon a time, but the, the others are songs, and uh, we'd like to put a nice little HR spin on your favorite Christmas song. So, so before we get into it, let's just point out one thing. Merry Christmas, because the rest of that political crap bullshit I hate. <laughs> Yeah. It's like I'm like a true jaded person. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. You know, and you know, if you're you're not. Oh, Christian, I have a new one. Like, oh, hold on, hold on. I have a new one. This is a, something that I brand new that I heard for the first time. Um, I was now uh, wished a happy fall holiday, and not happy Thanksgiving. Fall holiday. Okay. You know. <laughs> I had nothing. I was like, did, did, did I just get wished a happy fall holiday? I did. Okay. I had to text people and be like, is this a thing? Did I miss this? Is this, am I, am I not supposed to say Thanksgiving anymore? Like I know some native Americans and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the native American that I think you're thinking about doesn't give a rat's ass about much. No, I mean, I know, I know a couple of them and yeah. they're, they're all like, um, Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Like whatever. We ate corn too. Like <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, you know, as I will speak as a non-Christian person, if someone says Merry Christmas to me, I'll just say, thank you. I don't, you know, <laughs> uh, you didn't hurt my, you're wishing me well. You're giving me good vibes, whatever it is. I, I would just say, Oh, thank you. And move on. You too. Whatever. You don't need to make a, Oh my God. You know, the, the, that's not my culture. That's not my upbringing. That's not my whatever. You know, that's, uh, you're imposing your belief system on me. Uh, what, what was the um, what was the line in? Um, I was I was thinking about stripes. Like call me oh psycho. Gosh. Lighten up, Francis. Francis. Uh, lighten up, Francis. Like get the fuck over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stripes. You know I've rewatched that movie not that long ago, and it it just I, I didn't laugh as much as I thought I would be. It was uh, I don't know. It, it, uh, I don't know. You're be- you're becoming older and unjaded. You just well, I can, be- but I can watch Airplane and I watched oh I watched the Christmas vacation or the vacation marathon all of them uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I can laugh at those. So, well, <laughs> Airplane's great. What's up? I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, All right. I, without I, further ado, let's let's butcher the shit out of this. <laughs> okay. The, uh, I never came up with the title of this, so I'll just call it a Jingle Bells parody. So, who knows how many takes it's going to take us to get through this thing? How many, so, how many versions do we have? Okay, three. Right, I'm looking, uh, but it's bourbon instead of Jack Daniels. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Uh, yep. One, two, three. Dashing Dash through, the, through halls, the halls, trying to get away, dodging sales calls, getting through the day with my eyes rolling at employees not so bright. Oh, but I can only dream of getting home tonight. Oh, what the hell? What the hell seems all I ever say? Struggling not to be so snug, but bourbon will save the day. Hey, what the hell? What the hell seems all I ever say? Struggling not to be so snide, but bourbon will save the day. If I'm asked again, where's my W2? I'll just have to grin. Bend over, I'll show you. You ask this every year. Will you ever learn? What the fuck is wrong with you? You make my stomach churn. Oh, what the hell? What the hell seems all I ever say? Struggling not to be so snide, but bourbon will save the day. Hey, what the hell? What the hell is all I ever say? Struggling not to be so snide, but bourbon will save the day. Jimmy has to go, is all I have to say. He really has to know you can't behave that way. This year, his little trick, after a drink or two, he whipped out his little dick and started chasing Sue. Oh, what the hell? What the hell seems all I ever say? Struggling not to be so snide, but bourbon will save the day. Hey. What, what the hell? hell? What the hell? Seems all I ever say. Struggling not to be so snide, but bourbon will save the day. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I, as I mentioned earlier, I was going a whole nother route, and I don't know something. Said nope, change course. So hopefully, hopefully one, one you enjoyed take. that. One take, we nailed it. We nailed it. One take. We're, we're not going to put the lyrics in the show notes. <laughs> Copyright 2023, Jaded HR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that made your day a little bit better. Our best practice be when you when you get a little down and out, when you are exposed to sensitive HR data, just think, what the hell? What the hell? <laughs> And have a bourbon. <laughs> I'm probably going to have a bourbon after this. <laughs> well, thanks once again. Please be sure to re- leave a review, share with your friends, let the whole world know about, know about us. As always, oh, I got to say, the intro and outro music is the underscore orchestra Devil the Devil, and the voice artist doing the intro is Andrew Culpa. And now I can say, as always, I'm Warren. And this is Feathers. And we're helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time.